We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand greyhounds. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts on SCNZ. Very good afternoon. Welcome along to this edition of Dog Speed. It is an enormous day of greyhound racing in New Zealand. Two meetings, 16 races no less. At Ascot Park, Invercargill are already underway. We've had uh, two of them so far. There are 10 on the meeting code of three. And then a little later on, we have a uh, code of five with uh, another six races. And today, some belting races because we've got two heats of the Group 2 Far South Challenge. And the first of those, race nine at 2.04, does feature Postman Pat, possibly the most exciting greyhound on the rise in New Zealand. There's a couple of others that you probably put in the group, but he's an incredible talent. And he's up against Opawa Superstar, who's been an incredible talent uh, for the last year and a bit. And they're both at $1.90 at the moment. Opawa Superstar's come in from $2.10. Now, we're going to have a chat to Jack Hart back into this program about Postman Pat, also Big Daddy, and a couple of others that they've got in down there, their young brigade taking on uh, some of the superstars of New Zealand Greyhound Racing. And also there's uh, three heats of a sprint series down there as well. A man who's got uh, a few and that we'll chat about very shortly is uh, Dan Roberts. Dan, you managed to uh, avoid the trip to Invercargill last week, but uh, not so this. But to be perfectly frank, mate, looking at the action on the track there, you must be glad to be there, surely. Yeah, g'day, Rosso. G'day, listeners. Uh, yeah, it's not not often I'm too excited for a, a meeting at Invercargill, but uh, given the talent we've got on display down here today, uh, I am excited. And even the weather's played its part, which is always good when you're down in Southland. Okay, no, that's excellent. We've also got uh, an 11 race card out of Cambridge Raceway. It's the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club at Cambridge from 11 after 1. Middle of this program, we'll catch up with Corey Steele. He's got three runners in today and his parents' team as well. He might have a, a, a tip from their team. But we're going to talk predominantly to Corey about him becoming the new emerging director uh, at Greyhound Racing New Zealand, uh, taking over from Sarah Clausen, who was the first emerging director so looking forward to chatting to Corey about that so Dan uh, weather and track so far we've seen two races uh, a first started jumbo winning for local trainer Brett Connor race one and then a uh, 27 start maiden upsetting in race number two but we have ideal conditions by the sounds of things yeah a little bit overcast the sun is uh, just starting to poke through now so it is warming up a wee bit but not 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 too hot yet uh, I see the maiden race, uh, Brett Connor's first starter went 22.67, so that would suggest that the track's playing pretty good and uh, we could see some hot times posted today. Well, we've certainly got some hot dogs down there, Dan. Um, and, and we just better clarify something too. Um, it's more about the long trip to Ascot Park in Vicargill that, uh, that makes it tough for you, isn't it, Dan? I mean, the club do a good job and, and, and the, the track seems to run particularly well as a rule. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it is a hard trip. Uh, we're probably pretty lucky that it's on a Sunday this week because weekends probably aren't as busy for us Canterbury trainers as there's no racing. So we can uh, we, we come down the day before, we can get, a wee, get away a wee bit earlier on a Saturday as opposed to probably the weekday. So we are, there's a few of us, we sort of trekked down in tandem and uh, we got into the bar nice and early to have a beer to wash down the, the travel and, and uh, got here pretty early. So we had a good night's rest. 
Okay, that's uh, that's good to know, Dan. Um, glad you're feeling comfortable. Let's talk about your team. You got four runners in today, and uh, on the first meeting code of three, race six. You've got the warm order there, dispute or not. He's at a dollar eighty. He's won six from twelve so far. Four second placings. How did he travel? Yeah, he travelled pretty good, Rosso. He loves a trip down to Macargo. Uh I think he was the first dog to beat Postman Pat down here uh, about a month or so ago. So it's pretty sound form on the track. Uh, I thought he'd be awfully hard to beat in this race today. Yes, you'll remember that. You'll be able to take that for a long time because not many have beaten Postman Pat so far at all. So you managed to knock him off down there, uh, which is a feather in your cap that you can't uh, be taken off you. Um Looking at the rest of your team is effectively a preview of the sprint features, the Class 5 uh, 390 sprint, uh, where we have uh, three heats for a final that will be run on Friday the 23rd, just prior to Christmas. And in the first of those heats, Empty Garden, right next door to uh, your dad's dog, Levi Bale, who's just winning them in a row. Yeah, Levi's certainly in some uh, sound form at the moment. I think he's going to take a stack of beating today. But I, I think Empty Garden's a wee bit underrated. Uh, underrated. That last race uh, was over 520 in C5 Company. He, he, he reeled out a 1766 to the back. So he's certainly got speed to burn. And uh, I think the 390 is going to be right up his alley. He will need to be in front of Levi Bale. Even then, he's probably still going to have to dig deep to hold out uh, a late charging Levi Bale, I would imagine. But uh, I thought he was a good chance nonetheless. Yeah, and he is the second favourite at 5.5. Levi Bale is a dollar forty-five one in very fast fashion. 16.96 the other day. Now we're five minutes out from race three, and we will be taking uh, races three, four, and five uh, live here on Dog Speed. Um, Dan, going to uh, heat number two, and here you've got number two, Tigalong Panda, a, a very fast dog, but also a very frustrating dog, I imagine. Yeah, very frustrating. He's got me pulling my hair out for sure. I think I said on the show last week that he's probably the fastest dog I've ever trained. And then I think I told that to Mark Clayton uh, when we were covering the Grand Prix as well. Uh, he's certainly got the ability, but it's just what Tigalong Panda shows up on the day. Uh, I'd, I'd like to think he would be a good chance. He probably needs to cross the one, which I think is possible. Uh, the one's not always that reliable. It sort of missed the jump at Palmerston North off Box 8 and got a, got a good run around the outside. So I think if he could cross the one, he'd be a great chance. And, and if he did land on the bunny, he'd take all sorts of beating. He's at $9 at the moment, so he might be backable one over three. And uh, the one you talk about is Opaba Ryder, the Galaxy winner, who is four from four, box one. But as you say, you might be able to uh, beat him out. Four minutes out from race number three there. And then the third of your sprinters in that uh, Class 5 series, uh, Daniel, comes up with uh, box number one. Uh, that's Verdon Bale, meeting code 5, race 3 at uh, 10 to 4 this afternoon. But again, you're up against one that's flying for your dad and Corborn Carty, who's won three straight, including Thursday night, 16.91. Yeah, just can't really escape the old man today. And uh, he's got another really nice dog here, Corborn Carty. Uh, to be fair, I was a wee bit surprised. I thought he might lean towards the 4.57 with Corborn Carty, but he's opted to to go in the sprint heats, and uh, yeah, he's putting together a pretty sound record, and like you say, he went 16.91 last start, so he's going to be awfully tough to beat. He's already posted a 22.24 down here, so if he produces that again, you'd think uh, he'd be winning, but Verdon Bale, he uh, he comes up with box one, which is which is where he needed to draw to give him his best chance. Pretty even lot outside Corbin Cardi, I thought, 
Uh, Verdon was running into some form. His last start was a wee bit average, but I thought he uh, got his chance to, to be in the top three off, off the one box today. Mm, okay, now we look forward to uh, seeing those runners go round. Good luck for making it through to the final. The first two in each heat and the two fastest thirds will go through to that final with $15,000 on Friday the 23rd. Uh, just a, a quick flick back to, to last week, um, Dan and uh, we had Sydney Cleave on the show and Great Potential uh, came out and won that maiden final, which was uh, terrific for Sydney. Yeah, it's always great to get a, a double maiden win these days with the stake money being 2300 to the winner. So I'm sure she was pretty pleased about that. And of course, she just celebrated her 21st birthday. So a bit of a, a late present there from Great Potential. He certainly does have Great Potential. Uh, she sort of alluded that she was a wee bit surprised with how he went when he won that first maiden. But he looks like a dog that's uh, got got plenty of scope and uh, could have a pretty handy career. Yeah, indeed. And uh, in down there at uh, Escot Park today as well. So uh, well worth following up on, on great potential because it is a greyhound uh, that uh, could go uh, well through the grades there for uh, Sydney. And we wish her well, of course, with the uh, new greyhounds that she's got coming through uh, as well. Uh, great potential is in uh, meeting code five, race number four. It's at uh, a quarter past four this afternoon. Only 90 seconds out from race three. Um, Dan, we didn't get heats for the uh, Group 2 North Island Challenge Stakes, which is kind of obviously the North Island equivalent to the Far South Challenge that's had two heats today. We will have a straight final coming up, uh, and that'll be on Wednesday, the 21st, so Wednesday week. Uh, Mustang Charlie, Carey Street, Corlija, Opawa Star, Hometown Hero, Federal Infrared, Screaming Viking. One visitor, Sweet Potential there for Sean Codlin. Big Time Super and Rapaki Rocks, a uh, Group 1 Harrison Dawson winner. Uh, re-qualified recently there for Gary and Sandra Fredrickson uh, is the second ballot there because it's a class four. Mustang Charlie Carey Street Federal Infrared will go head-to-head on Wednesday. It's not a heat, but it'll give us an idea of a, a shakedown for the following week. And down your way, uh, Dan, uh, we didn't get heats for the Galway Cup for the distance dogs, but should be a very good straight final on, on the 23rd. Yeah, uh, unfortunately that we didn't get the heat, but uh, that's what it's like in New Zealand. It's hard to produce a lot of stayers. But we've got a cracking final nonetheless. Uh, obviously, no keeper's going to be trekking down. He'll probably open up the short price favourite. But the likes of uh, Raja Bale and Rohan Bale for the old man, and then there's a couple of others. I'm just the, the, the rest of the field escapes me at the moment, Rosso. No, that's all right. You've mentioned uh, you've mentioned the main ones there, and we've got a straight final for our. Uh, distance as well on the 21st and uh, headed up by uh, Karen Walsh's Pier Thrilling Road and uh, Thrilling Fern. Uh, Mustang Charlie incidentally on Friday ran 25, 35, one hundredths of a second outside the track record of Federal Morgan track running hot at the moment. Let's get to Invercargill. Craig Rail calling today. This is race three. The third event. The lure's rolling for race number three. Set to run. Racing now and coming out quickly, Sir Clive showing some speed. Homebush Macho, Vignon right up along the inside. Sozan's Queen getting across and then Amuri Paddy uh, towards the tail end of the field. And Southern Hope, I don't see what happened there. It's about 50 lengths away. Into the straight, Sir Clive's gone to the lead. Over Vignon in second, going through Amuri Paddy. But Sir Clive nicely clear. He's home. Sir Clive will get the prize. Amuri Paddy's run second. Vignon third. Then came Homebush Macho, Sozan's Queen. I'm not sure what happened to Southern Hope. Uh, just missed her completely and she was 50 lengths away at the tail end of the field. 
Yeah, she wasn't with them when she came out of the traps, their uh, Southern Hope. So um, she uh, got to the lure okay, so that was good. But she obviously spoiled a chance, and she was one of the favourites, although the outright favourite did win. And that was Sir Clive for uh, Richard Breen down there at Hidden Bush. Of course, a regular traveller to Addington got a winner with young Romeo on Friday. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski and uh, Dan Roberts live down there at Ascot Park in Vicargo. We'll get back uh, to Dan in the middle of the show. Very shortly, though, we're going to have a chat to Corey Steele. He's got some runners in today at Cambridge for the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club meeting. But the main reason we want to catch up with uh, Corey today is because he is the uh, new Emerging Director on Greyhound Racing New Zealand's Board of Directors. So more from Corey right after this. On a big afternoon of Greyhound Racing with three races down at Ascot Park in Vicargo for the Southland Greyhound Racing Club. They have 16 in total. First 10 on meeting code 3. Race 4 there, 12.28. We'll take in that call, one of the bets of the day could be the seven chatty Mavis there, dollar seventy-five, pretty short. Could be worth running through multis though. And of course, uh, a meeting at Cambridge today for the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club. Eleven races from eleven after one. Man who is there is Corey Steele. Corey, we say good afternoon to you. Welcome along to Dog Speed. Um, congratulations on becoming the new emerging director at Greyhound Racing New Zealand. What prompted you to go for that role? Yeah, afternoon, Rosa, and thanks very much. Um, when it was first advertised last year, I sort of wasn't in a position myself. I was just relocating back to mum and dad's to set up in the facility there to apply for it. And um, it's something that I've always been passionate about as a political side of greyhound racing. I think that's very important to have a say in, in our future, basically. And I don't want to be the one sitting on, the, on my hands when the going gets tough. I want to be... I want to be there and I want to be a part of it. So um, when the opportunity came up this year, I was definitely putting the name forward for that and um, went down to Wellington had interview with a few of the board members there and uh, was lucky enough to be successful in, the, in my application for the role. And I understand it was a pretty decent field too, Corey, so um, well done again. But just in terms of being the emerging director, there's been one prior to you, Sarah Clausen, who now, of course, is uh, effectively in charge of the Christchurch Greyhound Racing Club. Now, for you, what does it mean to be an emerging director and how long uh, are you in that position? So you're in the position for 12 months um, before applications are open again for the for the position, and I do believe that you can apply once more for a second term. Um, the, the emerging director is basically a consultant for the Greyhound Racing New Zealand board to get the opinions of the youth in the sport, um, to have their perspective on the going-ons behind the scenes at board level. So um, when the going gets tough, there isn't. it's, it's not a... Um, you don't get a vote in, in the, when things are getting passed through, but they respect you just like you are a board member. And I've um, been lucky enough to talk, have a good chat with Sarah about her role. And they've never, they've never um, not taken on board what's, what's being said. And I think that's very important in our day and age where we're sort of um, an older generation going out. We're needing the younger people coming through to take over. And when when decisions get made, it is important to have that youth perspective um, at board level. 
Corey, there are a, a good number of, uh, of young people involved in greyhound racing. It's encouraging for someone like me that's sort of been around for three and a half decades to, to see that. Many of them, of course, are involved as, as trainers or assisting trainers or as, as handlers. But there aren't too many, obviously, that are, are in roles um, like yours, where you say you, you want to be active on the political side of things and um, when the going gets tough, and it's tough times for the industry at the moment. So what's the main driver for you? Is part of it the fact that you've seen your father there, and in fact your father is on the board, so it's quite a unique position at the moment with your dad Wayne there and, and you as an emerging director? Well, it's, uh, it's a good question, Ross. I actually um, grasped uh, a bit of passion for it when I was only about 12 years old, and I used to go to the committee meetings with Dad when he was on the Waikato um, committee here um, and just sit in the corner and just listen in because obviously I had nothing else to do and Dad was going to a meeting. And then Peter Henry actually um, got me a little badge and put me on the junior committee at Waikato, which was just me, myself and I. And um, I'd, I'd go around with him and pick up the stones off the inside of the track um, after Kenley and do things like that. And I think that was sort of the start of it. Seeing Dad progress through from a committee member to vice president of Waikato to president of Waikato to now on the board of Greyhound Racing New Zealand, I think it just shows that anyone can do it because Dad's a very um, hands-on person. You know, he's, he's good with his hands. He's very um, he gets out and gets jobs done. And to have him in a, um, I guess, as an off, air quote, an office area, and doing all that sort of thing as well. It, it gives me great pride and, and passion that, you know, anyone can do it. If, if you've got the passion there, you can do it. And I think that's a very big, big part of our industry at the moment. So one of the things that I actually want to do um, in my role for the next 12 months is to actually break that cycle of, uh, and I quote again, a boys club, um, where anyone can actually be in these positions. So I want to try and encourage as many youths as we can um, over the next 12 months to maybe join a committee with their local club or to get another role within within the political side of it just so they get that step up so it's not such a big thing to then be applying for, say, this position um, sitting on the actual board table of Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Have little stepping stones for them to, to get an understanding and get the concept of this, this side of Greyhound Racing. It sounds uh, like an excellent ideal there, Corey. And obviously the Waikato Club has played uh, a big part for you. You're currently vice president there with, with Georgie Clark, and another young person as president, and of course uh, a female as well, and following on from Jenny Partlett, uh, a female too. So Waikato in that regard has been pretty inclusive. 100%. And, and I don't think um, whether you're male or female, whether you're 25 years old or 50 years old, I don't think that plays a part. Um, anymore in this generation, uh, it's, it's it's all about the passion, um, the commitment, and just general ideas. You know, having having a bit of youth on the committee has been brilliant because we get lots of different ideas to to change things up to to, to stop having the norm, the black and white stuff, and and um, and you know, hopefully making the club go forward in a, a more positive light than probably what it has. Uh, you know, probably the last 25 years where it's where it's had that stigma of being a boys' club. Um, you know, you say Jenny Bartlett and Georgie Clark, and, and you even go back further back, um, Lois Henley, her secretary here, and had a big part of Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Um, she, she's sort of one of my idols for what she done in her time and her tenure um, and all of her roles within clubs and administrative level.
Yes, indeed. Uh, the late uh, Lois Henley, after whom a, uh, a Group 2 race is uh, raced in her honour uh, on a yearly basis by the Waikato Club. Corey, are there any specific issues that you're keen to have your voice on and a youth opinion on uh, in the next 12 months? Anything specific? I haven't got anything um, specific in mind at this stage. We haven't had our first board meeting yet. That's on the 15th. That's on Thursday, 15th. Um, so that's going to be my first introduction into um, sitting at the table with, with all the other members there. We've had a few phone conferences, which has been a good stepping stone to sort of grab, a, grab a, an idea of what we're going to be sitting down and talking about with the Nissi Gris. But um, I'm, I'm very open to anything. I, I definitely want to, over the next um, three months, try and talk to as many people as possible to get their understandings of where they sit um, in their position in Greyhound Race New Zealand and you know, one handler may not happen for another person or, or a young trainer uh, might have an issue with something that's, that's different to another person so just getting the understandings of, of the general consensus is, is very important and that's, that's what I'm going to be looking at doing um, now that I'm in this position. Terrific, Corey. Thanks for the insight there on your uh, role as uh, emerging director there with uh, Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Uh, putting your trainer's hat on today. Look, you've got a uh, three runners in today, and markets suggest that you might need a little luck to win. But hey, uh, that can happen. Race four's the dog speed on SENZ. I'd love you to, to win that t- today with a power rhino number one. What can we expect uh, from him off the ace? Uh, box one is probably a hindrance for him because he is, Tardy off the boxes, but does show acceleration. Um, he does prefer to go around other dogs other than cutting underneath them. And generally, as I've seen um, over the past sort of four or five months with him, once he gets to C2, he's normally upgraded. He's only a 21.50 dog, really, on his Sunday best. So, hey, if that's good enough and he gets a run, um, he might be over the full third or fourth. But um, I think he's battling a little bit today. Uh, just Race 7, number 4, Opawa Andy. Now we're up against a couple of handy youngsters in there. $7.50 shot, Corey. But one thing that he has been doing is paying the bills. Yeah, he's a great wee dog to have. He's he's very consistent with that early speed. Unfortunately, now it's, it's a small field. I think there's only five runners in the race. So that'll be a hindrance to him. So the better dogs are definitely going to get a good run. He's he's only a 26 dead dog on a Sunday best. He... Um, he tries hard, but as soon as he's a dog on his inside, he gives it the rail, gives it plenty of room, and says, "Way you go, son. I'll just follow him behind." So, I'm definitely going to need to have a decent lead on them, swinging the bend as he will roll off. Um, but he he's probably just a, a first full thinning chance. We'll head off to Ascot Park in Vicargo for race four in just over a minute. But your uh, third and final runners are Power Luke, uh, Corey in race 11. Look, it's a red-hot field and he's 20-1. to 1. But, gee, ran a very good third behind Majestic Legend. I know there was only five in it, but he was only a length and a half off an excellent dog there. Uh, he, he was a real surprise package last week when he ran third. Um, I stepped him up to the 4.57 just because he'd been finishing on very strongly in those sprints. Um, I put him 4.57 as a, as a low-grade dog and he struggled the last little bit, but a bit of maturity on his side. Um, he's, he's definitely strengthened up nicely. He, he'll probably be upgraded today. He's drawn five. He needs box one, two, or three to really show his best. Um, but if he can finish on strongly and sort of be at the back end of, of the top three, chancing a fourth or fifth, I'll be over the moment. And Corey, of your appearance runners, you're suggesting we might have a bet in race number two is the best of those today? Yeah, the best of the rest um, 
is Sweet Amber Joy, race two, number two. She, she's she been disappointed that she hasn't won another sprint race yet. When she come back fresh, she won a C1 and two races, one of the only C1s in there. And now that she can't win a C1 um, PVD, she's slow out, uh, but comes home strong. She just needs to get a nice run on the fence, and, and she should she should go very close today. Fantastic, Corey. Hey, thank you very much for your time. Let's get to Craig Rail for his quarter of a race number four out of Ascot Park. Mavis, the favourite, drawn box seven. Set to run. Racing now, and Chatty Mavis only fair to begin. Caithness began fast with Barbara's Angel. Now Chatty Mavis comes thundering across. Homebush Thor tried to go with it, then zipping tracker, and out the back were Mahira and Breeze Bella. Chatty Mavis hit the lead. Homebush Thor zipping tracker starts to run on them. Barbara's Angel. Chatty Mavis tackled by Homebush Thor. Here's zipping tracker. Zipping tracker down the outside. Hit the lead. Drew clear to win from Chatty Mavis second. Third goes to Homebush Thor and Barbara's Angel in fourth. Then Caithness a gap to Breeze Bella. Well, well, Chatty Mavis uh, expensive again. She's been beaten for the third time running. She was out just okay, but she burned to a decent sort of a lead going around that first bench. Just uh, swung out a wee bit turning for home and Zipping Tracker got nice and close. And uh, Zipping Tracker for uh, the Craig Roberts team has finished over the top of Chatty Mavis to take out race number four, five beating seven, six and three. Zipping tracker at around $4.20 on the tote was the second favourite behind Chatty Mavis and has duly delivered. We'll have uh, race number five from that venue. Uh, due to go at 12.45. Off the back of that, we're going to have a chat with uh, Jack Hart about Postman Pat and Big Daddy in particular, amongst others in his team. Very shortly here on Dog Speed, we'll go back to Ascot Park in Vicargo, catch up with uh, Dan Roberts and see if he just made a dollar off zipping tracker. Mark Rosanowski at home base today, uh, looking after the local kennel, but out and about and at Ascot Park in Vicargo, scene of some fantastic greyhound racing today is Dan Roberts, uh, my regular co-host and Dan, uh, we've just seen a winner for your dad there. Uh, always good to get uh, one early on the board with the zipping tracker getting over the top of the favourite, Chatty Mavis. Yeah, a bit of a form reversal, but he, he's certainly a dog with a lot of ability. It's just whether he puts in 100%, but it's a long way to come, so it certainly is good to get on the board nice and early. Indeed. Now, um, I had a chat to, uh, to Corey Steele in the previous segment here, and um, talked about young people in greyhound racing and of course um, he was uh, a board award winner for the month uh, and so have you been there and obviously youth on your side too Dan and your father Craig is um, on the Greyhound Racing New Zealand board uh, recently elected as uh, a director so what about you and doing something in the near future uh, regarding maybe local committee or the board does anything sort of does that interest you yeah as i uh as i get older and well arguably wiser rosso it uh obviously the admin <laughs> part of the in- the admin part of the industry is, is something that we need to look into especially the young participants because obviously we are the future of uh our sport and i did apply for that emerging director's role obviously Corey took the chocolates there so congratulations to him and i'm, I'm sure he'll be a a good fit for the position but yeah definitely something I'm looking into now and whether I maybe apply for the Christchurch board next time around we'll, we'll see what happens. Now that's very encouraging to hear Dan and I think it's terrific that there was actually a, a really strong field for that emerging 
uh, director role, which is terrific. Now, looking to the two features heats today, Far South Challenge with a $20,000 final coming up on Friday, the 23rd of December. And the first heat race nines at 2.04. Postman Pat versus Opawa Superstar. Before we talk about the Roberts Dogs here, Dan, what are your thoughts about uh, Postman Pat uh, just turn two, having start 10 up against Opawa Superstar, who was just that with a quarter of a million in the bank? Yeah, I'm starting to get goosebumps as we get closer to this race, Rosso. Uh, Postman Pat opened up at $1.90 favourite. I see there's been a bit of money for a power superstar, but I've actually gone the way of uh, Postman Pat in this race. I, I think, like we say, he's a dog on the up. Obviously, draws box one, which is going to aid his chances a lot. Uh, a power superstar, I mean, we could argue he might not do his best racing on a one-turn track. That said, he is two from two down here, and he's clocked a 25.77, but... I just thought Postman Pat was uh, simply brilliant last start, going 25-34, first look at Palmerston North. Oh, look, he was. That was an incredible performance, Dan, and obviously within nine one-hundredths of a second of Federal Morgan's track record. The the track's running really quick. Um, Mustang Charlie ran faster, 25-30 there uh, on Friday, but for uh, a dog to do it in, uh, in, in that manner, uh, at Manawa 2 first up as a Class 4. Beat Allegro Warrior by 7.5. Allegro Warrior was excellent on Friday. Copped a check, ran 25.59 uh, in winning, albeit in a small field. However, just to be different, Dan, uh, I'll go with a power superstar. Thought he was excellent in defeat there. Uh, third to Federal Infrared and Mustang Charlie. Given the run, he got off on average beginning. I uh, thought he did very well. Now, you do, your dad's got three runners in there, and I'm assuming you're going to be handling one. So um, what uh, what lead will you be clinging to there? Uh, I'm going to be taking Quintessa Bale's lead, Rosso. Uh, she's a, a funny wee bitch, and we, we get on quite well. Uh, although I didn't handle her last start, where she ran back into form. Pretty good uh, run behind a power Conan for second. She has uh, clocked the 25.95 around here, and that was her first look around here. So definitely not without a chance. Uh, I thought she was definitely one for the miners. Uh, outside of that, Oberon Bale, he's, uh, he's hard to knock. He's pretty consistent, this fella. And he, again, he's a, he's a winner on the track. And uh, Adobe Kid, he uh, he needed the run last time out down here, but it's probably hard to see him troubling, troubling him here, the likes of Postman Pat and a power superstar. Yeah, he's 40 to 1 there. Just on Oberon, um, is he potentially going to be a hindrance to Quintessa Bale and a help to a power superstar drawn in the sixth there, the way he runs? I just think that Quintessa Bale will beat him uh, beat him off the lid. She's a, she's a pretty handy beginner, and he can... He's not the most consistent. He's not the most electric off the boxes. So uh, he'll probably still head down to the rail, which will obviously help Opawa Superstar. But as for Quintessa, I don't think it'll be a problem. Now, in the second heat race 10 at 232 of the Far South Challenge at Group 2 level, we've got uh, Big Daddy, the other, well, one of the other up-and-comers there with, uh, with Jack Hart, who's seven from eight. Um, beat Postman Pat 2 back at Addington, albeit Postman Pat certainly had an excuse. Also won first up at Manawa 225.70. How do you think the daddy's going to go uh, taking on the Class 5s? He did have to be pretty brave in that uh, Palmerston North run and, and still managed to clock a, a 25.70 with probably a little bit of interference going around that first bend. Uh, well, the only bend, obviously, it's at Palmy. But I think uh, he's another one. He's just like Postman Pat. He's got plenty of ability, and, and I think he'll be able to compete up in C5. Mm. He's a $3 favourite at the moment, narrowly over Telbingo Bale and Charlotte Lou. Let's talk about Telbingo Bale, drawn box number one. Uh, we know he's tal- his talent, he's, he's won 120000 but we haven't seen him 
uh, since Cup Night when he ran third behind Charlotte Lou. How's he going? What are we expecting today, Dan? Oh, he's still making us rip our hair out. It's uh, awfully hard to get work into him. Uh, he has had a couple of trials where he, he did sort of suggest that he was coming back to his old self, but it's just hard to know what we're going to get from him. Um, it's sort of a thing that we just have to comment on after the race. I don't know if Box One's going to be a help or hindrance. Those last couple of starts we did see, he, he was jumping well, but then sort of being beaten for pace a little bit. So whether he's going to get a, a nice run along the rail or there'll be a couple of runners coming across Taker's line, it's, it's hard to say. But uh, I really can't tell you what to expect today, Rosario. We'll cross fingers for you. And Carlos Duell? Yeah, he's sort of just gone off a wee bit. He was in some pretty hot form leading into to Cup Week and just gone off a wee bit. But interestingly enough, he does do some good racing on the one turns. Uh, if I can take you back to Palmerston North a good few months ago where he ran Federal Infrared to a, a very short nose. Um, he relies on a wee bit of luck. He's sort of not the quickest early, but there won't be many running home stronger than him. Dan, really exciting afternoon there. Look, we're only four minutes out from Invercargill. We've got to take a break before we take that race. So uh, all the very best. Catch you in the studio next week. Yeah, thanks very much, Rosso. Good luck. Dan Roberts, live from Invercargill. Let's take that break and get back for race number five at Ascot Park. Play jam and getting away, Romina Bail and Yoshi Moon. In third is Epic Blossom, a gap then to Homebush Sparkle, Amuri Ruru, Southern Phoenix in the straight. Romina Bail's nicely clear, getting to second, Yoshi Moon, but Romina Bail's too good. Romina Bail, Yoshi Moon, and third goes to Epic Blossom. Uh, gap then to uh, next one across the line, Amuri Ruru, Southern Phoenix was one of the last ones to uh, pull up with Homebush Sparkle. That's Craig so Rail's commentary of race number five there at Ascot Park. Uh, my timing not quite impeccable. Missed by about 15 seconds there, so apologies. But we did see the favourite get home, Romina Bale. It means two straight uh, for Craig Roberts. Uh, this Greyhound now uh, six from 36 overall and is uh, really finding a feat of late with three wins and two times the runner-up in her last uh, five goes. And she's down there for the first time and comfortably taking uh, that out. Of course, Zipping Tracker won the previous Class 3 heat there for the Roberts Kennel as well. Kennel we need to check in with today, though, is uh, certainly that of uh, Jack Hart out of Mid-Canterbury. Dunn Sandal there with Postman Pat and Big Daddy providing the talking points, uh, taking on the very best in the Far South Challenge at Group 2 level. We welcome Jack Hart into the programme. Jack, hey, thanks very much for sending Postman Pat up to Manawatu. Uh, love calling fast dogs, and uh, gee, didn't he excel? How did he come back from that? Yeah, no, good morning. Uh, good afternoon, Rosso. Uh, he's come back really good, actually, uh, bouncing around, happy happy as a sandboy. So, um, yeah, no, real, real happy with him. Look, we um, knew right from the time he stepped out and started running times what he could do, but even allowing for that with his first trip to Palmerston North did you expect him to win that easily and run that fast well we were quite surprised actually like we knew he had a lot of ability in that but I mean first time up on the track to do what he did um, was absolutely awesome I mean you know probably in all reality if he'd been on the track before he probably could have broken the track record um, but no nah, we were very very impressed with him <laughs> yes um, now, he's just having his 10th start today, and he takes on some of the very best. A power superstars won a quarter of a million dollars, um, middle distance greyhound of the year, just an outstanding talent. So when you're looking at this and weighing things up, did you have to think hard about post, putting Postman Pat 
uh, into the series at this stage of his development, just turned two? Yeah, we, we, we probably did actually, but like, we know he's got the ability to do it. Um, so basically at the end of the day, I mean, you know, um, he's good enough to win that race. Probably his only problem is he's not that quick out, but once he finds his feet, he just puts, a, puts the hammer down. I mean, if he gets clear air, he will, you know, he'll give a power superstar a run for his money. But I mean, he's just got to have a bit of luck early. Um, but we, we know he can run time, so, you know, um, so hopefully he can do it. Yeah, indeed. Um, look, I uh, saw Elizabeth Whelan talking uh, on the uh, Australian uh, show that uh, the catching pen that's on uh, TAB trackside here in New Zealand, and uh, she'd had a chat with you and, and talked about a fairly detailed plan uh, for him. But for those who didn't see that, can you just run us through uh, the races that you'd like to see Postman Pat in in the upcoming months, all going to plan, of course? Yeah, all, all going to plan. <clears throat> um, he will go up to Waikato for the Waikato Classic after Christmas, and everything goes to plan after that. He'll go on the St Ledger at Addington, and we'll highly likely look at the Auckland Cup, and then after that we'll definitely be going in the Derby. Um, I sort of look at him and Big Daddy. Um, I know we won the Derby last season with Diego Jim, and we ran third with Master Portis. My belief is that these two dogs are three or four lengths better than uh, Diego and Master Portos were at this stage. Um, so, yeah, so that's basically the target. And maybe after that, we may look at sending Postman Pat to Australia, if everything goes that, that would way. be, Yeah, well, that would, that would be outstanding. And we have to have these um, goals, obviously, Jack. But um, sending a, a greyhound to Australia, obviously the key thing is the early speed. It looks like his overall game might be good enough. Do you think he could be quick enough early? Is that something that he can potentially sharpen up with a bit more experience? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's only young. He only just turned two Friday a week ago when he just about broke that track record. But I think a bit of time he'll get better, you know. he's only, Like I say, he's only had 10 starts. I mean, I think it's a time thing. He'll, he'll, eventually he'll find the click. Mm. Uh, Big Daddy. Um, he is uh, seven from eight, beat Postman Pat two back, albeit Pat had an excuse there at Addington, but nonetheless, Big Daddy did the job in a 30 and 24. And I've got to say, too, I was impressed with his effort first up at, at Palmerston North. Obviously, he didn't run the time that Postman Pat did, but he had to find a way through and he had to muscle first bend, which is not always easy when you're in uh, foreign surroundings. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he blew it by about five or six lengths, and I mean, to do what he did, it was massive. I mean, if yeah, he's another dog. I mean, if he finds his box speed, you know, once he gets that right, he could be anything too. Um, but I've always said that Postman Pat's two or three lengths better. Um, but yeah, I just think he'll improve too. Yeah, it's just a time thing again. Mm. Um, what about his prospects today? It, it's quite a competitive betting market, this, and you've got another good one in there that we'll talk, talk about in a moment. But he was priced up as the $3 favourite um, do you see him as, as the dog to beat, or is he just one of the two to beat alongside Charlotte Lou, your other runner? I think there's probably three standouts in that field. Uh, Tibingo Bale from the one. He's a very, very good dog, if he's 100%. Um, Charlotte Lou, my belief is she can lead that field. Um, and, I mean, he's, he's not that quick out, so he's going to have to have a bit of luck. Um, he's just going to have to get a bit of clear air. But, I mean, if he, if he comes out running with him and gets clear air, he's a big chance. And, and what about Charlotte Lou? Things didn't quite go right for her first bend uh, in that uh, $30,000 feature that Federal Infrared 
uh, one at uh, Manawatu. And um, yeah, unfortunately, there were a couple of uh, bad luck stories there. How did she come out of that for you? Yeah, no, she's, she's come out of it really, really good. Um, like we're really, really happy with her work during the week. Um, she's bounced back real good. So, I mean, last year she won this race, and I mean, you know, she runs that track beautiful. Um, so, if she leads, I, I think she's the one to beat if she leads. But, I mean, if Big Daddy's on a hammer, I mean, he, you know, he's a chance too. But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting race, I think. Are you a good watcher from the from the couch, um, Jack? Because um, look, these two races—they're appointment viewing today, and um, you know I've got nothing to do with these dogs, but I'm a bit nervous. How about you? Yeah, I get very, very nervous, especially you know good dogs like that. I mean, you know everything's got to go right, a bit of pressure on, obviously, but um, you know if they get beaten, that's racing. Sometimes we've got to feel the pain to appreciate the good times. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> All, all yeah. the very best, and obviously it'd uh, be great to see them uh, make that final on the 23rd. Um, just a couple of minutes left, Jack, so um, might quickly whip through uh, your dogs in the uh, feature sprint uh, heats there. Uh, so meeting code 5, race 1, the first of the uh, sprint feature heats, 257. Anna Gem off box number 3, she's at double figures. Yeah, I think she's going to need a bit of luck from there because the four-dog money bag sort of goes hard left. I think that's Robbo's race all sign up with Levi Bale. Um, yeah, she probably will struggle. But, I mean, if she comes out running, I mean, she'd be a chance, but I just feel she might get tucked up there. Um, Mate, the yeah, cut is in r- race number two there, Jack, and um, obviously a power rider, the one to beat off the inside. Could Made the cut uh, sneak through to the final? Yeah, I'd like to think she could. I mean, she runs that track pretty good. Um, she can come out running, but I, I think um, the race is all signed up by Dave and Jean's dog, a power rider. Um, but, yeah, no, she's been a good, honest wee dog. And uh, race number three, Heat 3 there, meeting code 5 at 10 to 4, uh, Victoria Lou. We know how talented she is. She's got an incredible record down there at Ascot Park. Uh, what sort of fettle is she in today? Yeah, no, she goes, she goes real good down there. Um, she's one of, the, one of these dogs. She's got a lead. If she sort of gets touched up on that, she just doesn't like it that much. And my, probably my biggest concern is Corbon Cardi goes left. Um, so she's going to have to come out running. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, okay. so hopefully, I mean, if she comes out running, she's a big chance. For sure. Good luck with her, Jack. Uh, all the best with all your team. Really appreciate your uh, your time uh, during this year on Dog Speed. We've got one more uh, pre-Christmas show next week. So uh, once again, thanks and uh, all the best for today. No, thanks very much for that, Mark. Appreciate your call. It's uh, Jack Hart, always obliging with his time about his young team and eyes especially on Postman Pat and Big Daddy today. Thanks to Jack, also to uh, Corey Steele and to Dan Roberts on the ground there at Ascot Park for us uh, today as well. Hope Dan's team goes uh, all right. He's got three runners in those uh, sprint heats as well. Uh, as mentioned, um, we have one more show before Christmas, and that'll be next Sunday. Uh, Dan and I will be back and we'll have some new guests for you. Until then, enjoy the racing today. Uh, Cambridge Raceway, Auckland Greyhound Racing Club, 11 races from 11 after 1. And of course, with Ascot Park in Bacaga, they're well underway. Race number 6 is 6 minutes away. That is Dog Speed, back in a week's time. Until then, Dog Speed to you.